Welcome back to MST episode 28. I'm here with my special guest. He's real special. <laughs> uh, we're here on this Saturday morning recording. Yesterday we did not record. Timing didn't work out. But we're here today. Gonna release the same time today. I mean, it doesn't really matter because we both gave the wrestling update, I guess. <laughs> Eric, how you doing? I'm doing great. Um, yeah, sorry we couldn't upload yesterday. Uh, I had to go to Massachusetts to see my grandfather. So. Alright, well, uh, thanks. I don't really want to hear anything from you, Eric. I was just huh? <laughs> sympathizing for you. Because um, <laughs> you're a bitch. <laughs> oh. Um, but anyways, so, you know, we're back here. NBA season's inching closer. Um, the NFL season's just getting more boring as the season goes on. Um... I just, it's at that point in the NFL where it's like, ugh, like it doesn't feel exciting to me anymore until Dude, playoffs, you know? you're like, you're like a whore when it comes to sports. You're like, like, you did this with the NBA at the end of the NBA season, now you're doing it with the NFL at the NFL season. You're just like, you switch more than a whore. Huh? <laughs> Thanks. Well, dude, the, the NFL is a feel just boring right now. Well, yeah, because our favorite team is, like, the most average you can get. <laughs> like, Well, not just that. I think it's because it's just, like, I feel like there's no good games anymore. Like, for from good teams. Like, you know those, like, Monday night or Thursday night matchups that are supposed to be really good games, and then they end up just being, like, blowouts? Well, I feel, yeah, I mean, I feel like they've had the Jets and the Broncos on every fucking prime time <laughs> yeah, like, what are you doing get them bums off there mm -hmm. but but uh anyways um we'll talk a little more nba we've had a couple uh big moves here um actually only really one massive move um and then a, a small move i guess you'd call it <laughs> um so First off, we'll uh, get right to it. We all know the trade that happened this past week. John Wall and uh, first-round pick for Russell Westbrook. Uh, Russ is heading to Washington, and John Wall is heading to Houston to pair up with James Harden. Eric, what's, what's your initial thoughts on this? My initial thought was this is as even as a trade gets. Um, even though a first-round pick, uh, first pick was sent to Houston, um, that's like a really heavily protected pick, so it's like at the end of the day, it's not really that big of a deal. Um, so that was my initial thought. Um, and then looking into it, I mean, Houston's getting a guy that hasn't played in two years. And I don't care what you say, whatever you believe, if you don't play in two years, then you're not going to come back the same year. It's going to take a while. So Yeah, 700, well, unless you're Michael Jordan. <laughs> but he's not Michael Jordan. Like I saw something that said he was he's been he hasn't played a game in seven hundred and this was like as of yesterday hasn't played a game in seven hundred and five days, and Michael Jordan's first retirement was like six hundred and thirty days or something. Yeah. So it's basically like John Wall retired for two years, which tough for him, tough luck with the injury and everything. I hope he comes back, you know, similar or at least close to it, because he was a really good player and probably one of the better point guards in our league in his prime. So I hope the best for him, um, but I don't know. When I look at this trade, I just look at 
I think they're just trying. I don't. I just don't get it all that much because I know Houston is always going to try to compete. They don't want to be a team that's like their fan base has grown so much over the years that their fan base isn't going to want a team that's just a slouch. Like a team like the Hornets, who don't really have like a huge fan base right now, or the yeah. Suns. Um, so it's like Houston is has been in the playoffs or around the playoffs for like the last like since like Emac was there. I mean, a couple down years here and there, but like <laughs> yeah, they're a team um, that expects to win. And I just think Russell Westbrook, he's played the dude is like a king of durability, other than like LeBron James. Like he he plays every night and he gives one hundred ten percent, and he's very underrated and he's been really he was a really good fit for Houston especially in the second half of the season sometimes being the better player out of the three of them as in Harden and yeah. Westbrook yeah I agree with that um, I think it's going to be nice for uh, I'm getting a little bit of background noise like a little bit of feedback um, so I think I, like I was listening to the Woj pod and um he said that Houston's probably not going to want to trade James Harden um, because James Harden and, and uh, John Wall wanted to play together. Um, I didn't know that they had a relationship, to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I would look, you know, I think they're going to be good. They got a guy like Christian Wood. They still have P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon. You know, they're going to be pretty good, DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, without a doubt, they're still a playoff team, and they're still – I wouldn't consider them a championship contender. I'd consider them like a second tier team, and maybe even third, because you have your Lakers and your Clippers, and then the Nuggets, and then I'd probably put the Rockets somewhere around there, maybe even a little lower. Yeah, because wasn't um, the four seed last year in the West? Wasn't it? Uh, um, Utah? It wasn't the, the Rock? Yeah, I think the Rockets were the fifth seed. So, yeah, so I think the Rockets could either be the four or five seed again. Yeah, there's a lot that's happened. Oh, no, it was OKC, right? OKC ended up being, or did they end up being the sixth seed? Actually, Uh, Houston might have been the sixth seed. OKC might have been the fifth seed. I don't exactly remember, but they were somewhere in that, like, four, five, six range. Um, But I just, I'm looking at this trade, and I'm like, Yes, I guess they wanted to play together and they have a relationship, which is good. But you're not. You have Russell Westbrook has been to the finals a couple times. Yeah. John Wall has never been there. John Wall hasn't even been to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't believe. No, he hasn't. All right, Rocky. Sorry, homie. Hold on. <laughs> I gotta open the door for my back. <laughs> Always love this part of the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Dude sounds like the dog from uh, Up. <laughs> um. But anyways, yeah, I, I see as as though like this trade doesn't really benefit the Rockets in any way. Because at yeah. the end of the day, you can have the relationship you want, 
and maybe you have a little bit better chemistry, but the way Russ and Harden were playing together towards the end of the year, and they were playing really well, you're not going to have that same effect from John Wall. But they have picked up slack in other areas by signing Christian Wood and Boogie um, Foster. They, you know, they're a little weaker. They weren't as good. Um, so it's good that they're not resorting back to that small ball thing that didn't work for them in the playoffs. Um, but we'll see how it goes. I think they're more complete team now, but I feel like if you kept Westbrook, you could have been a contender, and maybe you took a step back. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, I don't know, like I said, it's just it's tough taking a risk on a guy that hasn't played in two years. So. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, he'll, I think he'll come back, but he won't be as good, but he'll still be an effective player. Like, he's a guy that, you know, he might lose his ability to drive to the rack a little bit, which was most of his scoring ability. He was a really good finisher around the rim, but he's always been a good playmaker and a perimeter defender, so you can at least get that out of him. So I think you're looking at John Wall to be a guy that gets you, like, 15, 16, um, probably, like, seven or eight assists, and then two steals. I don't yeah, know what that which is. Which beautiful, by the way. Yeah, which is good, but then you look at what, like, Westbrook does really well. And I don't think John Wall, like, I, I think Russell Westbrook demands the ball more than John Wall. To be honest. Yes and no. I, I think that um, they're both... I don't think at this point in his career, Westbrook is, like, the primary option. So I think they're both more playma- more playmakers in their own right. Um, they always have been more playmakers. I mean, John Wall's best season was 22-10, and 10, which is really good. Um, we've seen Russell Westbrook do 30-10-10, and 10, nearly. Um, mm-hmm. So... I, I do agree that, you know, I think it's because his usage rate is higher. That's probably where it comes in. And then especially with, I think this they're going to go back to that unorthodox style of just letting James Harden take over the game. Yeah. And that's where the confusion was for Houston, where you have two guys that do like the ball in their hands with Westbrook. So now, like, I think with John Wall coming in, it's like an, an excuse for them to be like, all right, John, like, you're not going to be, like, you're not going to have the same uh, privilege as Westbrook with the ball. Like, Yeah, I agree. You're going to have to take a step back, especially when you're coming back from this injury, maybe play more off ball, which I yeah. think would be smart for him considering it's harder for him to use his legs to get to the rim now. Um, you know, he's going to have some rust. He's going to have some – he's probably going to be a little fatigued in the season, so, you know, working as a shooter, a spot-up shooter a little bit more would be very beneficial to him, uh, especially when James Harden's the other guy because he's going to draw double teams and attention. So I think he's going to take more of a backseat, and he might not even be a second-scoring option on that team. <laughs> he could be the third behind that Christian Wood, um, depending on how Boogie comes back. Like, we've seen apparently Boogie looks really good right now. That's what all the reports are saying. Yeah. Um, if Boogie got back to his form, this team is scary. Like, Boogie, five, he, I mean, he's not going to ever be Boogie five years ago. Yeah. But if he gets anywhere close to it, he's still a damn good player because Boogie five years ago was a top eight player in the league. Um, But, yeah, we'll uh, look at the flip side of it now. So, 
the Wizards are getting uh, Westbrook, and I think this I think this is a really good move for the Wizards because I think John Wall and Bradley Beal have proven that they've had friendship, but there's also been a lot of like controversy in the relationship over the years, especially when that whole thing when John Wall went out and the Wizards it was like three years ago, two three years ago John Wall went out, the Wizards started winning, and then all the teammates were like, oh, yeah. man, we felt like the team out there today, you know. And that shit happened. Bradley Beal wasn't really a part of that or anything, but um, I think he actually said we're better with John Wall just to prove, uh, just to show the people that, like, we're not hating on him. But, um, so, we do have that, that relationship ending, you know, one of the, they've been at backcourt together for years now. Um, but we do have Westbrook coming in replacing John Wall, and I think for, this is actually really helpful for Bradley Beal and the whole Wizards team because, they kind of s- switched their needs. They needed, like, Houston needed Westbrook to touch the ball less, so they got John Wall. Um, Washington needed Bradley Beal to touch the ball less, or at least get some attention drawn away from him, so they got Westbrook. I think it's, honestly, it's dope. Like, I think having West, a guy like Westbrook who's as competitive and he'll go up on anyone, like, having that... And then being able to kick the ball out to Bradley Beal, like that's gonna be, I think that's cool. Like, and yeah. they have shooters, man. They like Bradley Beal, um, Davis Bertans, uh, Troy Brown's a pretty good shooter. Then you have like Rui Hachimura, who's pretty good. He's a pretty good mid-range shooter. Like Thomas, Thomas Bryant. Bryant can shoot the three. So, dude, they got shooters. Like, they can do a lot of interesting things because they have a young team around those three guys that can move. And that can be versatile in different ways. Um, but like we said, Bertans was their best player last year, and Bradley Beal wasn't playing. And he was really good. Um, Thomas Bryant's a guy that has in- improved his game every year. And then you have, you know, those other guys. Rui Hachimura was, had a really good rookie season. Uh, he'll probably only improve upon that. They got a lot of guys that are capable of switching on defense, too, like Thomas Bryant. Um He's a big that can switch on defense. He's athletic. He's quick for his size. Um, so they can do a lot of things in, in Washington. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, like I said, uh, you know, you're going to see Bradley Beal probably get less attention drawn away from him. His usage rate will go down. He'll probably, you know, I mean, less, I, don't, I don't know how to really put it. Like, they're just going to be a better team. Um, they're probably, like, we saw what Westbrook did with that OKC team. Um, a couple years ago, when he averaged triple double, they're not a good team. They were not a good team at the time. There wasn't a whole lot of talent. The second best player was Stephen Adams, and uh, they still made the playoffs. So we can definitely see this Washington team making the playoffs, especially in the East. They'll probably be an eight or a seven or eight seed, but they'll be there if the chemistry gets uh, made. And their bench is a question mark, but. I mean, you're going to have Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook in that backcourt playing 35 minutes a night, so. Um, if, if all works out and the chemistry works out between those two, that team's, uh, it's low-key dangerous, but I think their young core is what's going to hold them back for now. But you look down the line, that team's together in two years. Still, I mean, it could be dangerous. And not to mention that I... Hear me out here. Little crazy thought. So we have um, Westbrook and Beal in Washington now. 
you look a couple of years down the line, Westbrook and Beal are still together, you know. Um, you can call you can call me crazy, I don't care. KD, KD is from Washington. There's been thoughts about him playing there in the past. If those two are still together, and the whole Kyrie KD thing doesn't work out, KD to Washington, not unforeseen. Him and Westbrook have kind of patched their relationship up. It'll be kind of cool to see that dynamic come back together. I'm pretty sure KD's talked about wanting Bradley Beal to join the Nets in the past. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, there's been murmurs. I'll be honest, the people wishing or hoping or questioning the fact that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant might not work out, I think you should just clear that from your mind because it's like they're going to make it work, like no matter what. Um, there's a reason they came together, and I just don't think that you you bring two guys. You, I mean, they let's be honest, they blew up their team low-key. Like they got rid of D'Angelo Russell, who ha- who was coming off his best year yet. And yeah. like, really, they, started they blew it all up. Yeah, for for, for a chance to have these guys. Yeah, it's gonna work. Like, like as a Boston Celtics fan, like we're hoping it doesn't. Cause like, dude, that's a deadly duo. But yeah, it's definitely we're it's. I, the the thing is, the people. It's not that their games together won't work. It's everybody's thinks it's the personalities. They question their personalities and whether. They'll work together. They're both very, um, I guess you could probably consider them like, you know, with the ball in their hands, they're like two of the top three scorers in the league today without including James Harden in that statement, which, you know, the rumors that James Harden could move to Brooklyn is crazy um, because then you'd have like three of the best scorers with the ball in their hand on the same team. I mean... But also talking about that real quick, a lot of people have been uh, speculating, uh, like all the, you know, the ESPN guys, all of them, the undisputed guys, they're like, James Harden, get yourself out of there. Get yourself out of Houston because you're wasting your talent. You're never going to win a championship there. You've been there. You've been as close to a game seven away from the NBA finals, but you're never going to get back to that point, especially when you took Russell Westbrook away. But the thing is, if you, why would he want to leave if that's what he wanted? A lot of people are hyping these rumors up that he's on the move to Brooklyn. And I think he still would go to Brooklyn if he had the opportunity over staying in Houston. Um, and I think for Houston, you know, if they wanted to do that trade, that could be a good rebuilding point for them as well. Because if you trade Harden to uh, Brooklyn, you're looking at Dinwiddie, Levert, or a mix of some sort of guys like Dinwiddie, Harris, couple first-round picks. You, you have a future you're going to set up in Houston, led by a guy like John Wall, who hasn't played in a while, but, you know, he has that playmaker ability, that ball-dominant ability that he can replace James Harden with, not nearly as good as James Harden, don't get me wrong. Um, but you do have, like, if you decide to go that way, I think whether, you know, you send him to James Harden to Brooklyn or you keep him, either way the franchise for Houston is in a good spot, then the franchise for Brooklyn's in a good spot either way. So yeah. if it happens, it happens. It doesn't, it doesn't. I think if it happens, then Brooklyn's like the automatic favorite to win the NBA Finals. I mean, if KD and Kyrie can stay healthy, which is the biggest question mark there. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, you can't, like, knock them out. I mean, they're going to be the top of the East. I saw the ESPN rankings thing had them at, like, six. So, yeah, fuck out of here. Yeah, six isn't happening. 
assuming that, like I said, assuming that they're healthy the whole season and that both K- even KD is like 85% of the player he was, they're going to be a top three seed. Um, but, you know, we'll have a discussion about, you know, we're getting closer to the season. Um, we'll talk about the, the schedule here in a minute. Um, talk about a couple other teams real quick. But we, we will have a, like a ranking, probably a preseason prediction, um, which we haven't had the opportunity to do. We didn't do that last year. Mm-mm. So that'll be really cool. We'll have a preseason prediction. Um, we'll, we'll come up with something together. We'll come up with something that the two agree on here. And then we'll have it out for you, um, maybe early playoff predictions as well. Um, and we'll see how that plays out. Um, so we will have like this this set this bracket I guess a playoff bracket set up and then uh, early in the season go from there and then we'll see how that holds out throughout the year see what because we did we did this for the playoffs and we were pretty damn close yeah I, I, all but like one team maybe yeah I think there was one playoff series that went the other way and that was really the only thing we got wrong um we had like the Miami Heat in the uh the Pacers switched because, like, it was, like, the last game of the season. They got, like, the Pacers moved up to the four seed and the Heat moved down to the five seed, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter because the four plays the five seed. So, like, we were pretty damn close. Right. Um, but, yeah, so we'll have a bracket there. Um, and, we'll, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. We'll have early, our early championship prediction, I guess. But before we uh, end this episode, we got a couple more things to talk about. We got some uh, footage yesterday that I saw, which is kind of really weird. Um, in terms of uh, <laughs> Lamelo Ball and Gordon Hayward, Ugh. it just looked weird playing next to each other. I don't like. I feel like I look at Lamelo and he's still like sixteen to me. Facts. Like that's what I think of when I see him. It's like those 16-year-old highlights where he played at half court and he just waited for the ball and shot from half court. Like, I I don't know what it is. Like, it's just weird seeing him in the NBA because we all knew it was coming, and we all knew it was coming, like, five years ago. But now it's just, like, he's here, time is flying. Like, it's just ugh, and how different the NBA is. Um, And then, like, him and Gordon are probably the two best players on their team out the gate or close to it. I love when everyone hyped up the the signing of Terry Rozier when they got him. <laughs> now he's like an app, <laughs> now like he's no name. now he's like, like their now he's like their six man if they don't decide to get rid of him. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like Terry Rozier's the future of this team. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Um. So I don't think we get to talk about the trade exception that we got for Boston. Oh yeah. Uh, we we can we can talk about that. I mean, it is what it is. A trade exception is basically like – so I'll just explain it for people that don't understand it. So basically for the Celtics, um, when they got this trade exception, what happens is um, – so you get – basically we would have had to pay – like if Gordon Hayward, if we didn't get this exception done, he just outright signed with Charlotte, we would have had to pay him the final year of, of his contract, which was like 34 point like something, 34.2 million maybe. Yeah. Um, so with this trade exception, we got twenty eight. Um, I think it's twenty eight point six million. It's like twenty seven nine or in that range. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we get right about twenty eight million, and then um, this is how I understood it. Uh, I was listening to uh, the Celtics like insider talk. 
So this is how I understood it over time. Like, so we can, we only get to use that exception like once. Well, like, so you could split it up. You could basically get a guy that makes like twelve million and a guy that makes you know the remaining amount. Um, so you could split it up like that, or you can just get one player. But you can only use it either at the deadline, like up to the deadline this year, or next off season. And after that, the exceptions like it doesn't matter. So, so which it'll definitely be used. Yeah. So I yeah. Waiting for us. <laughs> and over time, this is how I understood it. Over time, so we got because Gordon Hayward's contract is thirty four million, thirty four something million. We got twenty eight million in that exception. So over time, this is what I understood, is you get 125%, like, it will accrue over time, like, over that um, span between this offseason and next offseason. So basically, we, if we use it, like, next offseason, I'm pretty sure we would have almost the max slot with because it accrued 25%. So we'd get, like, $34 million, right around there. Yeah. Um, so we'll definitely probably hold off till next offseason to use that the trade exception that we got. I mean, like, it makes sense anyways. That's how it works out because if you don't re-sign him, he's gone next offseason anyway. So, like, you're just getting the – it's kind of essentially the, the safety blanket of if you want to make a move this year and make a trade before the deadline, you can do that now. Instead of just having to pay him outright and not pay him to play for your team. So, we do have the safety blanket of, okay, if we need to make a trade at the deadline, we can make a trade to help us better ourselves. But, even if we don't make a trade, we're going to be in the same spot we would have been where we get all that money for the next offseason. Yeah. Um, but, so so that's... That's a, a that's a good exception. Um, that's probably the best way it could have honestly played out because I don't think I would have wanted anybody from Charlotte honestly, um, to just take that cap money that we could use for other players. Um, there's not really anybody that sticks out unless you want to get a young guy like P.J. Washington, but they probably wouldn't wouldn't have given him up. Um, but it's such an L for Charlotte. It is an L. It is an L for Charlotte. Because um, now they're paying I, Gordon Hayward's final year, his contract, on top yeah. of the $120 million that they already guaranteed him. Yeah. But at, at this point, like, in the season, Charlotte's not going to sign anybody else, so they're kind of just, you know, they're helping us out. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But, like, they're not going to use that money for anything this year. Nobody's. They're not going to make any big moves at the trade deadline. Nobody's going to. We don't have the assets to trade, so they're kind of just helping us out in a way. And we're giving them what? Then we give them an additional pick or something. Yeah. So they <coughs> we we uh, swapped second round picks and then we gave them an extra second round pick. Have fun. Enjoy the second rounder. And we like the fact that we swapped second round picks, so they're just going to get their second round pick, which will probably be like. The thirty fifth pick in the draft. <laughs> it would be better than the, the pick that Maybe. we had. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope if it's not, we got a problem. Uh, <laughs> won't be watching NBA basketball anymore if that happens. But um, so one last little tidbit here, I guess. Um, uh, Leandro signs a contract, becomes the third ball brother into the NBA. He signs a non guaranteed contract with the Pistons. Um, that's kind of just a, 
it's just like a revenue maker hoping they sell his jersey like that team's so shit but <laughs> they lost their best player to Chris Seawood or at least one of them um, Blake Griffin's on the down like he doesn't bounce back this year he's on the downfall of his career like Detroit is in such a bad spot right now they, yeah, they, don't, they needed someone to sell jerseys, bro. <laughs> they don't really have a future. Like, they have a couple good young pieces from the last few drafts, but there's n- they don't have, like, a franchise piece. No. For their future. Blake Griffin. <laughs> like, Christian Wood is probably not a not franchise one, but, like, he's a, he's a he could be a franchise two or three. Like, he, he's a good piece you could have built around. But, and he got paid very minimum. Facts. He only got like forty mil, I think. I don't even know if it was that. I think it was like close to maybe. I don't. It might have been more actually. Now that I think about it. Um. But three years. Yeah, three years, forty one mil. Yeah. Which is a a steal. When you're like a shit organization like the Detroit Pistons, though, like you should go all out on those fucking city jerseys, and they just look. The same. They're the same jerseys. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Build some hype. Yeah. It's going to be a tough year. So, which I was thinking, forgot to mention this. We're doing 2K League right now. You know, thought we'd drop that in there. Um, we did a draft, you know. We got our guys. Looking good. I have an idea for our next league we do. Probably after this next season. We'll probably do two years of this league. Um. I want to do just like let's just do a rebuild. I don't know if your thoughts were on that. Yeah, I would like that. I don't know who I want to rebuild yet, but uh, you got any ideas? Which probably nobody would be listening, other than like Patrick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, give us, drop us some ideas, or drop us some league ideas if you have them, because I think we've gone through every league idea we've ever had, at least four times. Um, but we'll. Uh, yeah, we'll let you know how that league ends up turning out in one of the next few episodes here. Uh, but I don't think we have much other than that. Not really a whole lot of other stuff going on in the NBA this week. Oh, wait, uh, the Christmas schedule came out. We'll talk about that real quick. Uh, preseason is coming up in a few days, but it is just the preseason. So. Yeah, we have yeah, we have the um, Christmas schedule right here. Start the day off with the Pelicans and the Heat. They just threw Pelicans out there because Zion's playing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, there's definitely better teams that could have played, but, you know, who everybody's going to want to see Zion on Christmas Day, I guess. Um, I would have liked to see a rematch. I would have liked to see the Heat-Lakers, or at least like a, an Eastern Conference, like the Heat-Celtics. But I do like the, the Celtics-Nets game. I think that's Thanks. really good. So we have Pelicans-Heat in the first slot. Um, you want to take super early predictions on that? Yeah, <laughs> sure. That? I'll take the Heat, though. <laughs> I'm taking Heat as well. Uh, heat by 14. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Heat by 15. So. Um, then we got Warriors-Bucks in the second slot, which this should be fun because it's going to be one of the first games of the season, obviously. Uh, the Warriors are going to be tested early with that new team they have. Um, the Bucks. See, I like I love Drew Holiday, one of my favorite players. So I don't know. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna watch all these games. Like I yeah, got nothing definitely. better to do on Christmas. <laughs> like I'm not doing anything. 
they're probably going to end up watching them together. Um, <laughs> so we got Warriors, Bucks, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Bucks because the Warriors always forget and upset on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to also be go like, Bucks. They're not going to have that chemistry. I'm going to go Bucks by nine. Yeah, I'll go Bucks. I'll go Bucks by twelve. I'm gonna go, yeah, Bucks nine with uh, Drew Holiday dropping thirty-eight. Jesus, <laughs> it's not even a score, but that's my boy, man. What do you want from me? <laughs> thirty-eight. No, not thirty-eight. More like, more like Drew. Drew's dropping twenty-eight. More reasonable. Um, then we have our our team Nets Celtics five o'clock game. This is like. This is my perfect time game for me, if I had to pick a time. Um, it's like the end of the day, you know. Ends off the day right. You got Nets, you know, against our Celtics. Kyrie's coming back to Boston. I think we're at, is it at TD Garden? Yeah, I'm hoping. Um, I hope it's at Boston. I don't, there probably won't be any fans anyways, but. Um, so we'll have. This should be a good game, obviously. They're all going to be good games. We have... I, I want to see... T- like, have we really seen... We haven't really seen Tatum match up with KD. Yeah, I think... Um, <laughs> I I think... Uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I think... Um, I want to see KD play. I'm gonna, this is going to be the close... I, ju- I feel like this is going to be the closest game. And I feel like it's going to be, I want to see, uh, <laughs> I don't even know, man. I think, <laughs> I think I'm just going to drag it out now. <laughs> Tatum's going to hit him with a, a buzzer beater. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody's going to hit a buzzer beater in this game. It's probably going to be a game winner. That would be sick. I don't really care if they lose on a buzzer beater because it's Christmas Day. And it'll be a good game. Um, there we go. Mavericks Lakers at 8. This should be interesting. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Quit laughing. Eric has to shit, I guess. <laughs> I texted Jake. He just texted said, me hurrying. Hurry the I fuck up. Shit. I have to shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dragging it out. You're such uh, a douche. Mavericks, Lakers. Who you got, Eric? What's, what's your score? Fucking Lakers, bro. LeBron all day. Score differential? Uh, I'm taking score? Lakers by 10. I'll take, uh, I'll take Lakers by 6. And then uh, Clippers Nuggets, last game of the night. I'm taking ten thirty game. Clipper, oh Clippers getting their revenge, baby. Yeah, I'm taking Clippers. I think Kawhi's gonna absolutely pop off in this game. Kawhi's dropping forty five Christmas Day. Christmas Day facts. He always um, shines in the moment. Clippers are winning by eight. I was literally just gonna say that too. I agree, eight. All right, so, uh, yeah, there you get your little Christmas Day preview. Uh, the NBA season is only, well, the re- regular season is only 17 days away. Christmas Day game is 20 days away. Preseason's coming up real soon. Um, doesn't it start? We'll have we'll have played some preseason games by next week's episode, so we'll have something to talk about there. Um, we'll do our little preview bracket. We'll have it set up for you. Um, as far as our merch goes, I want to mention this. We're having a really hard time <laughs> with our merch right so now. So terrible. 
on the website. Like, we're getting all our merch up, and then the website's banning us for some reason. We don't know why. We tried to get help. Don't know what's happening, so we're trying to figure that out really soon. We have some dope Christmas merch that we really want to drop, but, you know, <laughs> we'll, we might not be able to drop it. Which um, sucks. <laughs> yeah, because we have a design made, and we're going to have to pay for it, so. Um, but we'll have it for next Christmas, I guess, if anything. Yeah, true. Wrong, but still. Um, we'll try to get that up any way we can before Christmas so we can people can have that stuff during the season at least. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for us this week uh, on MST. We'll see you tomorrow when it's signed up around 12 o'clock. I don't know what we're doing there, but hopefully it's funny. <laughs> we'll have yeah, a Christmas it's pretty good. Song. That's all I know. Yep. All right, peace. Peace.